Welcome everybody to another great installment of Calvary Christian Center. We pray that today's message encourages you and inspires you like never before. So sit back, grab your notes, your notepad, and enjoy this message live from Calvary Christian Center. Praise the Lord, everybody. I am excited to preach to you today. I'm standing before you and I want to tell you this. I am really missing you and it's tough not seeing you in this house. But here's what I know. Even though you're not in this house, God is working in your house. And I'm grateful that even in this season, we've been able to stay connected. And God has birthed something in my spirit during this time that I'm going to be preaching and teaching called house fire. And I'm declaring in faith that house fires are going to burn at another level. Holy Ghost house fires are going to spread and break out. And I believe there's going to be a Holy Ghost house fire at your house. Now, listen, I'm warning you. I'm telling you right up front, I feel like preaching. We're going to be preaching in these services. And then I was so excited again to be able to do Sunday night drive in church. And I'll have a fresh revelation then. But right now, I'm going to come to you from Daniel chapter 3. And all I can tell you is get ready. The Bible says in Daniel 3.14, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, in symphony, with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good, but if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able, listen, to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat up the furnace seven times hotter, more than it had already been heated up. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and they were cast into the midst of the fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace was exceedingly hot, the flame of fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the, into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he arose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound, bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He said, Look. Look, he answered, I see four men 
loose, hallelujah, walking into the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the midst of the fire. And the satraps, administrators, governors, and the kings and counselors gathered together. And they saw these men on whose body the fire had no power. The hair on their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected. And the smell of fire was not even on them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, any nation, or any language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut to pieces and their houses, their houses shall be made an ash heap because there is no other God, there is no other God who can deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. My, 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 what an incredible story from God's Word. I want to preach for a few minutes along these lines. While you're in the fire, let the fire get in. Can we pray? Father, we thank you that even if we go through fiery times, while we're in the fire, we can let the fire get in. The fire of your power, the fire of your presence, and the fire of your spirit. I thank you that you're starting house fires right now. Everywhere this message is heard, I give you glory and I love you, Jesus. Amen. For many reasons, this has been a fiery season. This has been a season of intensity, y'all. It's been a season of uncertainty, a season really like no other. And I want to tell you today, I want you to know something, that no matter how hot and fiery life gets, we are not alone. There is still a fourth man in the fire. And I want you to understand that while you're in the fire, you can let the fire get in. I want to talk to you about that for just a few minutes. Here in this text, we see the great prophet Daniel recording one of the most familiar passages in all of the Bible. Here, here in this scripture, it's a story that's wonderful because it's a story of trust and trials and eventually triumph. Daniel was the mouthpiece of God during 70 years of captivity for the children of Israel in Babylon. If you know the story, and I just re related it to you from Scripture, King Nebuchadnezzar has made an image of himself and commanded that it be worshipped. This image is about 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. He said at an appointed time, when you hear all, this, uh, all these musical instruments begin to play, he said, fall down and worship this graven image. But there were three who refused to worship. Three who said, we're not going to be a part of this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were certainly followers of God. 
And in Daniel 3.8 it says, Therefore at that time certain Chaldeans came forward to accuse the Jews. Now the word accuse in the Hebrew, it's a very, very unique word. It literally means this. It means that they chewed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego up. Apparently they were jealous because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had the favor of the king. And I want you to understand something. There will be people who get upset when you have the favor of the king. There will be people who don't like it when you're blessed and when God, God gives you promotion. And one little side note here. If you want to know whether or not someone is for you or with you, pay attention to how they act when you win. Because there's some people who are not for your victory. They're not for your promotion. They'll start giving you the side eye. Come on. They'll start looking at you funny. But I tell you what, I'm finally at a place in my life where I need real friendships. I don't need fair weather friends. I need friends that will be happy when I'm blessed and I can turn around and be happy when they're blessed. But back to our story. I want to reveal to you three dynamics, three truths that are so important as it relates to this message today. Three things that I believe if you will walk this out, it's going to change your life. Number one, from this story, we learned this lesson. Don't back down when the heat is on. Apparently, in this story, as I said, these priests are jealous of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, and as they orchestrate this plan, their desire is to see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego perish. And they want to see them moved out of the way. So the Bible says in Daniel 3.16 that the king had tried to get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to bow down before the graven image. And their response is this. O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. Can you imagine? We're talking to the king here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in dialogue with the most powerful man in the land. And they look at Nebuchadnezzar and they say, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. Careful. My interpretation of that is this. They literally were saying, King, when it comes to this, we don't even have to think twice about it. Because the reality is they did not look at the size of the statue. They were looking at the size of their God. And they understood this, precious. They understood that even though they had a problem, and it was a big problem, that God was bigger than their problem. I stand before you today, and I know some of you have problems. This has been a problematic season. This has been an uncertain season. This has been an intense season. But I want to tell you, it doesn't matter how big your problem is. God is bigger than your problem. He's bigger than your issue. He's bigger than the attack. He's bigger than the stress. This is so awesome to me because we see these three brothers here. They are robed, redeemed, and radical. Seems like they're cool, calm, and collected. They stood their ground, watch this, when the heat was on. Anybody can stand their ground when it's easy. Anybody can serve the Lord when it's easy. Anybody can walk this thing out when it's easy. But here they were in the midst of attack. 
And the king had already seen them and heard that they had not bowed the first time. And he said, I'm going to give you one more chance. And they refused when the heat was on to bow before that graven image. They didn't even have to think twice about it. Come on. He said, they said, we're not careful. We don't even have to think twice about this. Can I say something to you today? May I be absolutely transparent and honest with you. The truth is, there's some things that you ought not to even think twice about. There's some things, some opportunities that you ought not to even think twice about it. You shouldn't even entertain it. You've been saved too long to entertain just anything. There's some things you ought to not even think twice about, that sin, that compromise. I've come to tell you today, don't even think twice about quitting. Don't even think twice about giving up. Don't even think twice about denying the Lord or falling into that behavior. You've been saved too long for some stuff. God has been too faithful to you for some stuff. You need to tell somebody you're quarantining with right now. Say, don't even think about it. Come on. You don't even have to think twice about it. These boys in this text, they stood their ground. If I've come to tell you anything today, mister, I've come to tell you this. Stand your ground. When it comes to the things of God, stand your ground. I know we can have hard seasons. I know we can have difficult days, but sister, stand your ground. I know times might get tough, but stand your ground. Your body may be sick and your kids may be lost, but stand your ground. You may be sick and tired, and you may be sick and tired of being sick and tired. But I've come to tell you today, stand your ground. You may be wounded and weary and feel like giving up, but stand your ground. Pressures may be high and money may be low, but stand your ground. You want to worship and can't find nobody to worship with you. Worship by yourself and stand your ground. It's time for you to let hell know I'm not backing down. I'm going to stand my ground. The Bible said in Ephesians 6:13, having done all to stand, stand. I've come to tell you there may be some of you who've been on the verge of giving up. You've been on the verge of folding under the pressure, but I came here just in the nick of time. Come on. I know he's Jehovah Rapha, God the healer. I know he's Jehovah Jireh, God the provider, but sometimes he's Jehovah nick of time. Come on. And I'm here just in the nick of time, representing Jehovah nick of time to tell you, stand your ground. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your miracles. Stand your ground. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I love it. They wouldn't bow even though everybody else bowed. And the Bible says in the 16th verse that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king. They answered the king and said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. And they said, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able, get this now, to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor, we worship, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set, set up. Now, don't miss three words here. They said, but if not... They said, our God is able, but if he doesn't move just the way we want him to move, we're still going to trust him. See, there will be times when you got to decide, God, I'm going to trust you, even if you don't move the way I want you to move. 
Because hear me, precious, real convictions are not controlled by circumstances. Real convictions are not controlled by circumstances. These boys essentially said this. They said, we have crossed the line. We have made up in our mind that we're going all the way with God in the high times, in the low times, in the good times, or in the bad times. We're going to trust the Lord. God can set us free and deliver us, but if not, we're still going to follow him. We're still going to worship him. We're still going to praise him. Have you made up in your mind? Have you made up in your mind that whatever process God makes you, takes you through, you're going to say, God, I'm going to trust you because I know you will be faithful. See, these boys said here, in essence, again, we have crossed the line. The zealous insinuations of the Chaldeans or the ugly threats of the kings couldn't cause these young men to compromise. They possessed a faith that trusted God. A faith that said, God, even when I don't understand my season, I'm going to trust you. The Bible said in Daniel 3:19, then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face, watch this, changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat up the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. You know what struck me about that scripture? It said the expression on his face changed. See, this is the same guy who had promoted them. This is the same guy who thought they were, come on, they were better than cornbread. Are there any country folk watching? This was the same guy who thought they were the best thing ever. But in a moment, the expression, the Bible said, on his face changed. See, you got to know this and not be surprised when people change. When friends change, when situations change. See, there are folks who are with you one minute and they're against you the next. They're on your side one minute and they're against you the next. But I want to tell you, your friends might change, people might change, relationships might change, but situations might change. But I've come to tell you one thing that does not change. God does not change. His word does not change. His promises do not change. And it doesn't matter if all hell is breaking loose and everything is changing around you, God ain't changing. God is able still to do everything that he said he would do. I love that today. Situations may change. And listen, situations don't change God. God changes situations. Praise the Lord. I'm going to run down there and amen myself. There ain't nobody in the building but me hardly. But I felt that in my spirit. Your situation may not be perfect. You may not have money right now. You may not have the, the things that you need. Everything isn't perfect in your house. But here's what you got to know. Situations don't change God. God changes situations. And I hear the Holy Spirit say, tell my people to get ready. I'm about to roll into their situation and start turning things around. You ought to stop and give God praise right now. God is going to turn some things around in your life. The Bible says here that Nebuchadnezzar was so mad that he had the furnace, watch it now, heated up seven times hotter. And you may be watching and things are heating up for you today. And, and, and listen, even though things are heating up and it seems like people are dropping like flies around you, don't quit. Don't quit because the heat is up. 
Look at what David said in one of my most favorite texts in all the Bible. He said in Psalms 118, he said, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. David said, I've been in rougher spots than this. David said, I've had tough days. David said, I've fought giants and I've survived all kinds of things. I've been through some rough patches and I did not quit and the Lord sustained me. I've come to tell you, somebody needs to hear me. This ain't your first fight. This is not your first problem. This is not your first situation. And if God saw you through before, he will see you through again. Don't quit when the heat is on. Don't doubt him, honey. You know too much about him. Can I say this? Number two, what killed other people is not going to kill you. <laughs> Glory be to God. What took other people out is not going to take you out. The Bible said in the 20th verse, and he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, their other garments, and they were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore the kings, because of the king's command, and it was so urgent that the furnace was exceedingly hot, the flames of fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Did you see that? The fire was so hot that the men who threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace got killed themselves. And God showed me a couple powerful things in this text. What killed those men didn't kill Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I've come to testify on your behalf. And I want to say what killed some folks never killed you. What took some people out never took you out because you are anointed. Anybody glad about that? You ought to just walk around your coffee table, hallelujah, and give God a praise if you're glad about that. Anybody thankful today? Some folk went through what you went through. Man, they lost their mind. Some folk lost their way. Some folk are dead. Some folk are dead physically. Some folks died in their relationships. Some folks died in their career. Some folks are dead to the things of God. But here you are. You went through some of those same things, but you are still living. You know why? Because you've got too much destiny to die. Oh, you better hear me. Maybe you weren't raised in the perfect situation. Maybe everything in your life hasn't gone right. Maybe you've had tough days. Maybe it's hard right now. But you better hear this preacher. You've got too much destiny to die. You've got too much purpose to die. The Lord is on your side, and he's still got a plan for your life. Some people died, but not you. The, 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 the problem that you walked through, your storm actually made you better. You are anointed, hallelujah. I need you to tell three or four people around you, somebody's watching this with you, tell them, say, I'm a survivor, hallelujah. I'm a survivor. Here's what I love. Number one, what killed others didn't kill them. Number two, get this now, God destroyed what was trying to destroy them. Oh, that's a good place to shout right there. That's a good place to give glory right there. Can I speak to, prophetically to somebody right now? 
and tell you God's going to destroy what's trying to destroy you. If you'll be faithful to him, I want to tell you God's going to deal with what's been trying to deal with you. God said in his word, he said, I will contend with those who contend with you. He said, if they fight with you, I'll fight with them. Hallelujah. I know the king thought, well, that's that. I know the king thought, I got him now. But if you read the record, honey, they got free in the fire. Hear me in this place right now. I want you to understand that what you're facing is not going to overcome you. It's not going to beat you. It's not going to destroy you. But you shall come through on the other side. And you'll be able to say, look what the Lord has done. Can you imagine how shocked the king was when he saw that even though he threw them into the fire bound, they got free in the fire. That brings me to my third point. I want you to hear this. See, there are some levels of freedom that only manifest in the fire. Oh, my, 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 my. You better hear me today. I said there are some levels of freedom that only manifest in the fire. The Bible said Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound, bound, bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said, True, O king. And he said, Look. He said, Look. He answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the fourth, and the fourth, and the fourth, the fourth is like the form of the Son of God. Oh, did you get that in your spirit? There's a couple things there that blow my mind. Number one, they were cast into that fire and they were bound. They were bound when they went in, but something happened in that fire. Can you imagine? All that burned off of them in the fire was what they did not need. You hear me? There are some levels of freedom that you don't experience until you go through the fire. The devil has told you I'm, that, that he is the architect of this season and he's going to take you through the fire and he's going to destroy you. But I'm telling you, all that ever happens when you get in the fire, if God is in it, all that burns off of you is what you don't need. Hallelujah. God will make sure of it. All you lose in the fire is what you don't need. Don't you know that a crazy praise must have broken out in there? Don't you know that it must have been like revival? Come on. Don't you know it must have been such an, 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 an absolute explosion of praise? Can you imagine they've been thrown in there and all of a sudden they realize, man, we ain't, we, 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 uh, uh, we, we're not burning up. What's, what's going on in here? We're not burning up, and they realize that the ties on their hands and on their feet, all that has burned off, and they realize that they're not burning up. And can you imagine? They look around, and they know, well, Shadrach's here, Meshach's here, Abednego's here, one, two, Three, four, one, two, three, four. What in the world? Can you imagine when they realized 
that there was a fourth man in the fire? Oh, I've come to tell you something that hell wishes I wouldn't talk about. I want you to understand not only will you get free in the fire, not only will you get delivered in the fire, but Jesus will never let you go through a fire by yourself. When you get in the fire, he said, I will be with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. There's some of you watching right now, and the only reason you survived what you survived is because Jesus got in the fire with you. Oh, glory to God. When that man hurts you, when that woman walked out on you, when that situation seemed like it was going to crush you, Jesus got right in the fire. I, I dare you to tell somebody that's watching this with you, say, won't he go through the fire with you? Won't he go through the fire with you? Right in the midst of the fire. Jesus showed up, he'll show up in your fire. Imagine them in that fire, they're talking to each other. Now here's what's powerful. They had Hebrew names, and their Hebrew names had meanings. So, uh, one of their names, their, their Hebrew names, see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were their Babylonian names. But one of their names was Hananiah. Hananiah means God, has favored. Oh my goodness. Don't you know that they must have been calling each other by their Hebrew names? They're in that fiery furnace. Hananiah, what do you think? I think God has favored us. I think God has been good to us. I want to tell you what you're going through is not going to take you out. I want to tell you this season is not going to destroy you. I want to tell you God has favored you. And maybe you can look back in your life and you got a throwback praise. Honey, you can look back at where God has brought you from and you know the only reason you made it is because you are like Hananiah. God has favored you. And I want to prophesy to somebody right now. And I want to tell you times may be hard and situations might be tough, but the Lord ain't through with you. And the favor of God is on your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Hananiah's name means God has favored. Then you look at Azariah's name. I love this. Azariah is the second one there and said, and I could see Hananiah in the fire saying, Azariah, what do you think? Azariah's name means this. Jehovah has helped me before and he can do it again. I wonder, is there anybody watching who can declare, uh, man, I'm telling you, I'm about to have church right by myself. I wonder if there's anybody watching today and you can say Jehovah has helped me before and he can do it again. Why don't you stop right now? Lift up your hands, do something, even if you'll sit in your chair and give God praise that he has helped you before. And if he, can help, if he has helped you before, he can help you again. I want you to know that anything Jehovah's ever done before, it wasn't luck. Honey, it wasn't just, it, it wasn't a coincidence. Whatever he's done before, he can do it again. Then you can see, I just kind of see things in my own way. I see Mishael. He catches a glimpse of the fourth man in the fire. You know what Mishael's name means? Mishael's name means who can do 
what the Lord can do. Don't you know he realizes, man, what has bound me has been burned off. What has tried to kill me, what has tried to destroy me, it's not working. And when he sees the fourth man in the fire, I'm sure that he said, who can do what the Lord can do? My name is true. I have come to make a declaration and ask you a question. Who can do what the Lord can do? Doctors do their best, but who can do what the Lord can do? Psychiatrists do their best, but who can do what the Lord can do? Listen, money can do what money can do, but who can do what the Lord can do? He'll do what your mama can do. He'll do what your daddy can do. He'll do what your job can do. Who can do what the Lord can do? The truth is, nobody. I remember we used to sing that song, can't nobody, nobody, nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody take care of me like the fourth man in the fire. Fourth thing I want to show you is this. What the enemy intends to burn you with, God intends to bless you with. Ha. Oh, if you're not praising in your house right now, something is wrong. I'm going to say that again. What the enemy intends to burn you with, God intends to bless you with. The Bible said, then the king promoted. Did you get that? He promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. The word promote in the Hebrew, it means to advance, to prosper, to break out. Come on, what looked like was their worst moment was their breakout moment. What looked like was the end was their breakout moment. Can I speak to somebody right now? Can I speak to a brother right now? Can I speak to a sister right now? Can I tell you this? The enemy thinks this is going to be the time that you are destroyed, but God brought me into your home, preacher. God brought me into your home, parishioner, to tell you that this is your breakout moment. God is going to use this season because the truth is promotion comes from the Lord and what your enemy intends to burn you with. <laughs> Glory to God! God intends to bless you with. I want to tell you, I'm saying this about myself and I speak it in faith over you and your family. On the other side of COVID-19, promotion is on the horizon. Somebody's getting ready to break out. Somebody's getting ready to advance. Somebody's getting ready to prosper. The enemy does not have the final word. Jehovah has the final say. I've come to tell you something that I want you to know, that there's still a fourth man in the fire while you're in the fire let the fire get in let the presence of God come into your situation because when he does everything changes when God shows up man when Jesus came in that fire everything changed I want to tell you while you're in the fire let the fire get in fire represents God's presence in the Bible and while you're in the fire let the presence of God get in. The Bible said in verse 26 that they came out from the midst of the fire. Can I say this? 
Maybe you're in a fire right now. But the Bible said they came out from the midst of the fire. And so will you. You're going to come out from the midst of the fire. And when it was all said and done, y'all, they were blessed and not burned. They did not even smell like smoke. They were blessed and not burned. Put your hand on your chest and say, I shall be blessed and not burned. There's still a fourth man in the fire. Right here in the midst of COVID-19, I want to tell you, many people have been facing the fire, but while you're in the fire, let the fire get in. The Bible said in the 27th verse that the fire had no power over them. You better hear me. Your circumstances, your situation, your fire, if Jesus is in the fire with you, your fire has no power over you. Jesus has the power. They're in that fiery furnace and the king says, didn't we cast three in there? But now there's four loose and the fourth is likened unto the Son of God. You say, well, preacher, what are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you, you're not exempt from the fire. None of us are. But while you're in the fire, let the fire get in. Can Jesus really get into my life? and get into my fire. Colossians 1.27 says it like this, that he is Christ in you, huh, the hope of glory. Maybe you're in a fire right now. Maybe you don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to tell you that you don't need to trust in your conventional wisdom. While you're in the fire, let the fire get in. It's so powerful because the thing that killed others did not kill them because when they were in the fire, they let the fire get in. They stood their ground. I'm telling you, stand your ground. Listen to me, precious. There's promotion on the other side of this fire. Maybe you're not where you need to be with God. Maybe there's sin in your life. Maybe you say, Pastor, I want to make it. But I, I've got, I know I can't make it until I get this dealt with. I want to invite Jesus into my heart. Take your hand and place it over your heart right now and pray after me. Pray Heavenly Father. Pray in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody pray this after me that's watching. Pray I come to you now and I'm asking you, please forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart. Come on, pray that and wash it clean in your precious blood. Lord, while I'm in the fire, I want to let the fire get in. Come be Christ in me. Ha. Be my hope of glory. I receive you now as Lord and Savior. I want to tell you that if you prayed that prayer and you meant business, your life has changed. You can go to Calvary FL and you can find out how to connect with us there. You can talk to somebody. If you're on one of our social media venues, they'll connect with you. If you're on our, if you're watching on YouTube, they'll connect with you. This is not the end, this is the beginning. Now listen, I'm excited about Sunday night. I'm excited about all that's gonna come when we gather together and we do our services. It's gonna be powerful, it's gonna be mighty and I want you to be here if you can. We're gonna start at 6.30. I'm gonna be preaching from the roof of the Kids Center. But I want you to note something. I want you to be aware that during this time, Calvary has been all in.
We're preaching more. We're doing more outreach. I think we've given over 120,000 pounds of food out. The largest food drop in North Central Florida, Daytona One, Calvary. You made a way for that to happen. And you say, well, Pastor, what should I do? I can't come out and, so, and I can't volunteer. Maybe you can't volunteer, but you can support. Calvary, your generosity has amazed me. And I would encourage you to give right now. You can give online at calvaryfl.com. All you have to do is go to our website and click on the giving tab on the top right-hand corner of the screen. If you have a Calvary FL app, if you don't, you can go to the app store and download it. You can give right there on your phone. Just click on the give icon and you can give right there. I would encourage many of you to make your giving reoccurring. Now, there are many people that love to give by text. Calvary Orman, your number is 386-866-3060. Text any amount and tithe or outreach or however you want to give. 386-866-3060. Calvary Palm Coast, you're so generous. 386-286-200-5535. Calvary NSB, 386-200-6522. You can give any of those ways, and I know that God will bless you. Now, Sunday night, it's going to be powerful. I've got a fresh rhema word that I want to deliver to you. But I would say to you right now, even if you're in the fire, while you're in the fire, let the fire get in. You're going to make it. God's going to bless you on the other side of this. Now, let me say this from my heart to you. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to start opening this, opening this thing up. We're paying close attention. It won't be long till we're back together. But in the meantime, stay connected. Stay connected to us online. Stay faithful. Come on. You've been so faithful. Stay connected. Stay faithful. Stay engaged. I love you. Let me pray a blessing over your life. Father, thank you for your word. It's been so powerful today. It's been life transforming today. Bless my friends. Let your power and your spirit be mighty in their family. We declare house fires. We declare revival in people's homes and awakening. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you all. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it inspired you in every single way. For more information about Calvary Christian Center or to give, you can go to calvaryfl.com. And be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. And we will see you next week here on the Calvary FL Podcast.